Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. And welcome back to the first episode of this year. And before I start off the episode, I just want to say that it's been a tough year, honestly, for the most of us. At least I felt that it was a really tough year. And if there's one thing that all of us can take out from the year, I hope that it is the belief of our strength to survive some of our toughest and lowest moments. I don't know how you feel about this time of the year, but I think the new year to me means a time for me to rest and reflect. But I think it is easier said than done because for some of us, we may feel more anxious during this time of the year. Like for myself, you know, I think even on a daily basis, my mind is really engaged with a lot of past and future thinking. But, you know, during this time of the year, I think it's more apparent, right? It can really like intensify. So today, I just want to talk about a topic which is probably relevant to this time of the year, and that is goal setting. So with the new year, I think there comes setting of goals, it comes with new year resolutions, or whatever you call it, right? And that is probably on the mind of most of us right now. I think the driver and energy there is awesome, right? As long as we learn how to thrive healthily on this energy instead of letting it consume us and overwhelm us, right? So today I'll be sharing more on this. And I think the question today we will be exploring is how effective are these New Year resolutions that we see all over social media and here all around us, right? And how we should go about setting our goals and some personal tips which I find effective in terms of getting our mindset right for this year to kickstart our year. So for me, I used to be someone who sets a long list of New Year resolutions, right? I just don't know how I got into the habit of it. Probably it's because I'm often asked what are my new year resolutions from my friends and family around me. So it just became a thing that, you know, when it comes to the new year, I find it a need to set new year resolutions, right? But I think throughout the past two years, I come to really stop setting new year resolutions, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. The spirit of setting new year resolutions, setting goals, you know, wanting to be a better you is always good, right? It means that we are pausing to actually reflect on the autopilot mode of our life, we are in fact slowing down and, you know, just kind of looking back about how our year have went and what kind of things we want to bring forward in the next year. And I think the key message that I want to bring across is really more on how we want to set these new year goals, right? I guess when we talk about new year resolutions, they are usually very specific set of concrete goals. And I remember since young, I was taught that you know, my New Year resolutions has to be really super specific and concrete and somewhat also time-based. But as I get older, I come to see that maybe not all goals have to be set in this manner, right? I think when it comes to our New Year desires, our New Year resolutions, our New Year wishes, it is usually linked to things around our diet, 
you know, our physical health, be it eating healthier, exercising more, losing weight. You know, we hear people saying, oh, they want to lose how many kg. And today I just heard my dad telling me that his New Year resolution is lose a certain weight, right? And I think what we are not realizing is also perhaps what if this strict goals doesn't necessarily bring us closer to where we want to be, right? This is the question that, you know, that got me thinking throughout the past few years. And then the second thing is also what are these strict goals doing to our mental health? So research has shown that, in fact, out of the people who set New Year resolutions, only 16% follow through their resolutions and ultimately manage to hit their goal. And 16% is already on the higher side because there are other reports that actually say 8%. And you may be asking why, right? Isn't setting goals good for us? You know, without goals, I think we will probably still be where we are, right? And having goals should help us to strive to become better, right? And yeah, it's true, but... I think why a lot of people don't actually follow through their goals is because when we don't go to the gym three times a week or if we don't manage to drink eight cups of water a day, that kind of thing, we might just come to give up the entire New Year resolutions altogether. And when we fail to meet our expectations or if we miss out on that specific goal, we probably feel lousy, we feel guilty, we feel like losers, right? Sometimes like failures. So, you know, that may just lead us to completely give up the goal itself because we just feel unmotivated. And, you know, in that way, it's also not very beneficial to our mental health whenever we feel that kind of tensions and all of that. Then the question is, you know, in the first place, do we need these resolutions, these New Year resolutions? Or is there a more effective way to go about our goal setting? Is there a more effective way to plan for the New Year? There's really no strict guidelines as to saying that, you know, New Year resolution has to be set. For the new year. It might work for some people, but for some other people, it may just backfire and create more emotional tension than actually helping us to achieve our desired outcome. So I came across this term that I found online. It's called intentions. So it's about setting intentions instead of setting new year resolutions. And, you know, it is actually proposed that we can actually start to make a shift from setting New Year resolutions to setting intentions instead. So what are intentions? I think the personal definition that I've put together is, you know, intentions are somewhat like guiding principles that guide us in our daily actions, our daily attitudes. They are usually not so specific or rather they are not so quantifiable, but it's more of like a guiding principle, right? A commitment that we make to ourselves to revisit every day that helps us to guide our day-to-day actions. They usually do not have an end goal. They are not quantifiable, but rather it is very focused on the process, right? It is about how we want to live our life. How is it that we want to be? How is it that we want to show up in our day-to-day? How we want to show up in our relationships and all of that. So instead of saying that, you know, you need to hit the gym three times a week. You can set an intention that you want to actually cultivate more body movements, more physical movements into our day-to-day, right? You know, we can have resolutions like how many kg we want to lose, but instead of that, we can actually move towards an intention setting where we cultivate a healthier relationship with our body, listen more to our body, feeding it more nutritiously, and all of that, right? 
the key thing about intention is also shifting away from external things to more internal things. So for instance, the intention could also be like cultivating more self-love, more self-compassion, more self-forgiveness for ourselves, knowing how to set boundaries and being more present with our loved ones during conversations. I think those are intentions and they don't necessarily have an end goal in mind, right? When we set an intention, there is no pass or fail, right? You can't fail an intention, right? With goals, you can actually fail a goal. If you don't hit the gym three times a week, then you have failed your new year resolutions. But with intentions, it's different. Because with intentions, like what I said, it's a guiding principle where you wake up in the morning every day and it's something that you remind yourself to do more of. And as long as we are trying our best to use those intentions to guide our day-to-day, I don't think that there is a very strict pass or strict fail. And that in turn helps us to probably cultivate a better relationship with ourselves. We feel less emotional tension. At the same time, it also guides us towards achieving you know, personal growth. And we might eventually also come to increase our odds of, you know, achieving our desired outcomes. So when it comes to setting intentions, it's also about how we set our intentions, right? It is important to keep a few things in mind, which I've personally came up with. I think when we set our intentions, it is important to set them out of love and not fear. So what do I mean by this? So for instance, when you say, I want to be the best in my team. I want to improve my appearance. I want to reduce my imperfections. And I want to look a certain way. So when we set this kind of intentions, right, are they really healthy intentions? I think when we set that kind of intention, it is often driven by fear, right? Or a desire to please others, right? It has to do with everything that is being outside of ourselves. So it's like, so what if I manage to lose 10 kg? Am I going to be happy, right? Or am I doing it? because I'm feeling insecure about myself. And when we say that, you know, we want to reduce our imperfections, you know, is there any underlying desire to please other people? You know, are we doing it because we are feeling insecure about ourselves? We fear that we will not be accepted by others, right? So these are the things that we can ask ourselves when we are setting our intentions. And the second thing about setting intentions is also about focusing more on the internal things, right? Not saying that we can't focus on external things. For instance, you know, we want to challenge ourselves more, take on more projects, or even drinking more water, you know, cultivating more daily routines are also external things. So I'm not saying that, you know, we can't focus on external things. But I think when cultivating intentions, it also kind of subtly shifts the focus from external to internal, right? So the second thing here is about maybe it helps to also focus on the internal things. For instance, being more present with our loved ones, setting more boundaries in difficult situations, and all of that are part of internal intentions. And these are guiding principles that will guide our day-to-day. And the third thing to consider when setting our intentions is it should be something that when we wake up in the morning, And when we remind ourselves of it, we wouldn't feel that kind of stress and pressure. It shouldn't add that much pressure to ourselves. I mean, some pressure and some stresses are good, but I think it has to be somewhat manageable stress and manageable pressure. And in fact, they should energize us, right? It should energize us because as we are setting these intentions, we are in fact 
looking at what is our inner desire and we set our intentions based on that. And when we actually follow through our intentions and let our daily choices and actions be guided by our intentions, then it is aligning us to the person we want to be. In a sense, we will feel more connected, more at peace whenever we let our actions and choices be guided with these intentions, right? And what I really love about intentions is the flexibility that it gives us, right? Because it's not every day that we feel like we can hit the gym three times a week, right? That is something that is really rigid. But if we say that we want to move our body more as much as possible, and each day we remind ourselves of that, it's like even on days where we feel really lethargic, really tired, and we just don't feel like moving at all, we can do something within our capacity that can help us to increase our body movement, right? This thing can be very small. For instance, taking a five minutes walk or 10 minutes walk, as opposed to a fixed set of actions that might not really fit in well with us during that period of time, right? If we set a fixed goal for the entire year, I think more often than not, we come to fail it because it doesn't take into consideration the variations and the different circumstances that we have during different periods of the year. And just to add on a fun fact, you know, I come to also see that this word intention is actually a surgical term, medical term. It actually means the process or manner of healing a wound, right? And I think this word intention just gives a sense of freedom, a lot of sense of healing. And I think it's just a very beautiful term for us to use. But regardless whether we use the word resolutions or intentions, I think it doesn't really make a difference as long as we know what is the intention behind setting the goals. Um, no pun intended here, but yeah, it's more of how we actually go about setting our goals, right? Whether or not we want more gentler, more flexible kind of way when it comes to approaching our life so that we cultivate a better relationship with the self and at the same time take care of our mental health or do we want to actually you know create all that emotional tension by setting really rigid goals which often do not set us up for success anyway right so yeah you know it's something to think about when we start to plan for the year ahead and i hope that this will help us kickstart our new year ahead on this note you know, I just want to also talk a bit more about how do we know what kind of intentions to set, right? I know that I said that, you know, intentions should be set from our deepest desires, but sometimes it is not easy to know what are our deepest desires, right? It is not that obvious to us. So I think another way to come to set our intentions is also about reflecting on how our past year had went. That's why I say that this time of the year is really a time for us to rest more and so that we can reflect more, right? So it's about reflecting on how our past year had went, what we have done well, and what we want to continue to carry with us into the next year. And at the same time, also what are the not so good things that we want to release. And from there, we will be able to draw some clues as to what kind of intentions we would like to set for the year. So on this note, I just want to also bring you through some of the important lessons that I've learned throughout the year. And I will be showing you how I actually turn these lessons into intentions to carry forward with me. Okay, so lesson number one is that this year really, really got me recognizing that we don't have to feel our best all the time. As a perfectionist self, I always have high expectations about feeling a certain way, being happy all the time and all of that. And I've learned that 
it is not realistic. I talked about this in many of my episodes, right? And I come to see that it's okay to not feel happy. It's okay to not feel our best all the time. And on this note, I've also learned the importance of our mental health and how our mental health is really fluid, right? It needs to be taken care of regularly and prioritized more often. And having good mental health doesn't mean that we do not have stressful days, we don't have bad days, we don't have sad days, right? Having an optimal mental health is knowing how to regulate ourselves during the not-so-good days, during one of our lowest periods of our lives, and know that, you know, it's normal to feel up and down, it's normal to have very difficult emotions and all of that. Instead of wrestling with all that pain or that discomfort and telling ourselves that we cannot be feeling this way or that way, you know, having a healthy state of mind is first accepting that, you know, we have these days. And then secondly, it's about educating ourselves on how we want to go about regulating these emotions, these low periods, such that we can more effectively deal with, you know, the stresses in our lives. And I think it helps to really educate ourselves, if we haven't, on what does mental health means, right? What it can be affected by. So I'll just give a bit of insight here, right? Our mental health is basically a balance of psychological, biological, and social factors. So psychological factors can be things like our coping strategies, how we manage our stress, how we regulate our emotions. You know, it's about our personal identity, our self-esteem, our self-acceptance, the ability to self-forgive ourselves, the ability to self-accept ourselves, that falls under psychological. Biological can be, you know, amount of physical exercise, our nutrition, genetics, how much sleep we are getting, you know, our neurochemistry. All of those are biological factors which has a part to play in the state of our mental health as well. And another thing is social factors. So social factors include social support, how much support we are getting from our family members, our friends, our social economic status, right? Our employment status, whether or not we are employed or not, all of that actually affects our mental health as well. So social factors has a lot to do with societal perceptions, cultural, and how we form relationship with others, right? So you can see that mental health is basically everything. Right, it's everything, it's a balance of everything. And at any point in our life, one or more of these factors can be affected. So for myself, you know, I think as most of you guys know, initially my mental health suffered because I was diagnosed with a skin condition which then affect my personal identity, self-esteem, and all of that, which is which falls under the psychological factors. And then I left my full-time job without knowing what was going to happen next, right? And then the challenge later on was also I had to face a lot of perceptions and negative voices. I think mainly from myself, but also from people around me because I was brought up in a rather traditional family, right? There was an internal battle a lot of the times when it comes to perceptions, you know, which are often unsaid. And I think the relationship I had with my family also grew differently somehow, right? I felt that I wasn't fully understood by people around me at one point in my time and that really really falls under the social factors and I think that also kind of worsened my mental health. So throughout the year I come to see that you know my mental health has been you know affected by so many of these factors and I come to see that you know it's essentially a balance of all these factors that determine the state of our mental health and so it is so 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 important to prioritize our mental health and if there's one thing that I can actually encourage you guys is also to 
perhaps also spend a bit more time reading up on things related to mental health, how to take care of your mental health and prioritize your mental health, regardless what state of mental health we are at. All right, so that's lesson number one. Yeah, so the intention to set for lesson one is to prioritize my mental health more for this year ahead and accept that we won't be our best every day. And part of taking steps to cultivate a better mental health is know how to regulate ourselves during our stressful days, our sad days, getting enough sleep, enough movement, creating routines that help. Okay, so this is my first intention that I have extracted from my lesson number one. Lesson number two is, I think I will not go deep into this because I talked about it in the previous episode already, right? It's about knowing our worth as a person, which I've shared. And it is really knowing how to internally validate ourselves and see our achievements, our goals, our job status as something outside of ourselves and they do not dictate our worthiness as a person. And this is one of my biggest lessons because it is something that I struggled with so much in the past year. Being jobless, being unemployed, I really struggle with my self-identity and who I am. Because previously, when I introduced myself, I could tell people that, hey, I'm a HR practitioner. But, you know, ever since I quit my job, I have a sense of loss. I have a sense that, you know, I'm less valuable than I was before without my job and that kind of thing. I have thoughts about, you know, whether or not I'm less worthy than who I was previously. And all these things really, really affected my self-esteem and all of that. But I've come to learn that, you know, our worth is not determined by all these external factors. And this is one of my biggest lessons learned, as I've said. When your circumstances changes, definitely there will be people who are giving you less validation, less affirmation, but just know that those are just like external forces which are normal and bound to change, right? It is important to really balance external validation and internal validation, which I talked about in my previous episode, so that we will be able to move forward and not be held back by people's perceptions, people's opinions, of which some are not in alignment with our current growth and our current vision, right? And this is one lesson that I will bring forward with me as well. So for lesson number two, the intention here is really, I would say, love myself more, right? And cultivate more self-love. So when I say cultivate more self-love, it is really about cultivating more self-awareness, more self-care, more self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and all of that, right? It's part of loving ourselves is part of cultivating more self-love and more internal validation for ourselves. And it's about loving ourselves not just in our winning seasons, but also on days when we feel really lousy, right? It's about seeing our value outside of our relationship, our job title, or whatever, right? All the external circumstances. Okay, so this is the intention for lesson two. Okay, and lesson number three is that it helps to really think of short term sometimes and think of what is the next step instead of trying to figure everything out and trying to plan ahead and think of the long term and you know all that big picture stuff right because sometimes it is really just about thinking what is it that resonates with our deeper self what is the next step that resonates with us right even though we do not have the angle in mind that's okay because most of the time we won't be able to see the angle and when we do this, new opportunities will come 
right? New opportunities will come when we decide to take the courage to, you know, move one step ahead, even though we do not know where's the angle and we do not know where life will take us. And on this note, I have something to share and this is making me rather nervous. Um, but I have some news to share and, you know, I haven't even shared this with my closest of friends yet. I will soon, but I just want to share it here with you first, okay? So I will be going for my master's studies in counselling this April. I've gotten my acceptance letter and apart from that, I've also landed myself on an exciting full-time opportunity as a content creator for a wellness company, which I will be starting very soon this month. And I'll be mainly helping them with their podcast as well as TikTok, basically all the social media stuff. That's according to the job description. I was briefed. So yeah, it is going to be very exciting. And I really do feel very, very, very excited to be honest. And I think, you know, it is also because of this that I was feeling rather anxious and nervous the past few weeks, right? Apart from all the uncertainty that comes with the new year and new commitments. I mean, it can really be nerve-wracking since I have been out of job for a few months. You know, it comes with that thinking of whether or not I'll be able to cope and all of that. And then I also was thinking, you know, how to move on with my podcasting and also chill by net from this point onwards because... You know, like, to be honest, this venture has been something really close to my heart. I mean, this whole community, to be honest, no matter how few of you are here, you know, it really means the world to me. You know, you guys have walked me through some of my toughest days. And I know I've said this so, so many times, but I am really, really grateful. And I really am. I really am. And it is also the biggest reason that is really keeping me going, you know, apart from the personal growth that comes with the creation of each episode. You know, like even this episode, in the midst of creating this episode, I came up with my intentions. So in fact, you know, I do see that with the release of each episode, it's somewhat like we are growing together. And this is something that I really hold really dearly to me, okay? So it's really been a struggle for me when I thought of how... I would need to balance some of these commitments I have for this new year, you know, with the start of my master's as well as my full-time job. And, you know, how am I going to balance that and, you know, podcasting, you know, which has been going on in my mind for the past few weeks, you know, among all the festive celebrations and all of that. Yeah, and I think some of you may know that you know, this opportunity really means a lot to me because at one point last year, I was feeling so lost. I was really just finding my direction in life every day because I knew that I didn't like my corporate job. I didn't like HR. I didn't want to do HR, right? But I really couldn't see myself doing any other thing other than human resources as well. And at a point in time, I had no experience at all. I wasn't able to make my way into another field. And more importantly, I also didn't know what I wanted, right? And that period, I was also diagnosed with a skin condition, which really left me feeling super helpless. And that was really one of my lowest points of my life. And I was just really, really out of touch with myself. So on this lesson three, I'm still talking about lesson three. So I think, again, it's a reminder that, you know, even though we do not know what the future may hold for us, you know, it's okay to take the first step out. 
as long as the next step is something that resonates with you, don't fear, right? And opportunities will open up because of the steps that you have taken courage to take. It will show up in one way or another. Maybe it's not in the next month, maybe it's not in the next year, but eventually it will show you your way and your path that resonates with you more. I mean, this is speaking to those who really do not find any alignment in terms of what they are doing at the moment. This is the lesson which I have emphasized as well in my Wabi Sabi episode. It's about going with the flow, right? Taking the steps which are connected to your heart. And this will lead to more opportunities that are connected to your heart. Yeah, so the intention that I want to set right here for this lesson number three, it's really about taking more small steps and one step at a time and making decisions that is aligned to my heart. Yeah, and follow my heart more and follow my intuition more. And I'm also looking forward to take many first steps this year. And I just want to tell myself not to be afraid, have more courage, be more fearless in the things that I do, and just follow my heart. Yeah, that is the intention number three from lesson number three. And lesson number four, I just want to say that all love starts from giving love, right? And I don't know, I'm actually still figuring out lesson number four because this is something that I have only recently come to internalize and learn. But I think this is more pertaining to my relationships. You know, I used to be someone who find it hard to love unconditionally. I'm always thinking about what I can get in return whenever I put in effort. But I guess this creates a lot of internal tension within myself. And one thing that I've come to learn is to give more genuinely, to give more unselfishly, to give more love unconditionally. And I realized that when we do this, we are actually loving ourselves more because this gives us a sense of freedom. It releases tension within us. When we give unconditionally without expecting anything in return, right? When we have this mindset, we will come to feel more sense of freedom. We feel more at ease. We have less internal tensions. And that is actually giving more self-love to ourselves as well. And this is only something that I recently come to see. And I'm coming to also see that by giving love this way, I think life will somehow reward us back with more love in ways that we won't expect, right? Be it happiness, be it less internal tensions within ourselves, right? Or it could be more new inspirations, more growth and all of that, right? So I do not have concrete examples for this, but... As I said, you know, this is something that I'm still working on and probably in the very near future, when I have a greater understanding on this lesson, I will be creating an episode just to talk about this. So I think on this lesson four, the intention that I would like to set is to love more, okay, and to give more love to people around me. And that includes being more present with my loved ones, spending more quality time with them, giving them more of my attention, right? I think all these are part of love, right? And I just want to give more of these love to people around me. And I want to do it without expectations, okay? So that is my intention. So those are my four intentions. Those four intentions are based on the four lessons that I've took away in 2021. So I'm really, really very thankful for 2021. It's been a year filled with so many lessons, right? 
And yeah, this is really a personal tip, okay, is to set intentions based on the lessons that we have took away in 2021. If we are not very sure of, you know, how to set intentions, I think that is just one way that we can consider. Yeah, and as long as most of our days are filled with these intentions, I think we will make the year a year that we will be proud of, right? So I don't really believe in the new year, new me mentality. If we have been consciously showing up to our intentions every day, the new year is just for us to make certain adjustments to our intentions and to see what kind of intentions we want to add or subtract, right? It's not really like new year, new me, and you have to suddenly become a totally different you, setting all the ambitious goals, rigid goals, which are often things that are really hard to follow through, right? So rather than that, I'm proposing that, you know, to set intentions for ourselves. So as I start setting intentions for the new year, I also know that this year will be very imperfect, regardless how much I plan, how much effort I put in. So on this note, I just want to remind ourselves that as humans, we are just messy as we are. We're just imperfect as we are. And I think that more importantly, I just hope to be more present as I can for everything that happens in the meantime. And this is really the overarching intention that wraps up the other intentions. Be present enough and know when is it that I need to make certain changes, you know, and be flexible enough to go with that. So as I'm embarking on this new journey and new beginning of mine, I just want to share that instead of releasing episodes once every week, I will be releasing an episode at the start of every month, the first week of every month. And this is really for the time being. And I will definitely, you know, readjust and revisit um, the frequency again as soon as, you know, I settle down and when I have more time for this my god, as I'm saying this, my heartbeat is really, really fast, okay? But yeah, I would like to say that you can still feel free to reach out to me via my Instagram at chillbynet. Even though I will be only releasing episodes on a monthly basis for now, I will still be creating wellness content on TikTok. So do feel free to follow my account. My TikTok handle is at JeanetteQuack, J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E-Q-H-E-K. And hopefully, I'll also be finding more time to write blog posts. And to end of this episode, I just want to remind us that the best is yet to come. Let's be courageous, let's be bold enough to follow our heart and our dreams and don't let anyone tell us that we can't do it. Let's also approach every experience with more curiosity and less judgement. Let's carry our intentions and not rigid resolutions into the year ahead. And most, most importantly, well-being always comes first. Don't forget to rest more often. Don't forget to chill out more often. And I just want to say that I love you, my community. Happy New Year. And as we look forward to the year ahead, let's continue to support each other on our journey. And I hope you enjoyed this rather personal episode and see you next month. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet on my website, chillbynet.com, to join the conversation and assess our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.